Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Man, there was a bear up there, all black and brown and covered in hair. Hi, I'm Clotho, at Clotho Spindle on Twitter, and I'm joined with Guile. Hi, I'm Guile. I tweet at Dora Podcast. Lot. Hi, I'm Lot, and I tweet at The Lady of Tarth on Twitter. Chicky. Hey, I am Chicky. I'm at The Chikrin on Twitter. And Devin. Hey, this is Devin GD Harpo on Twitter. We're going to be discussing John's second chapter in A Game of Thrones. Um, all the usual trigger warnings, um, I don't think there are, but potential for rape and violence discussions. Um, and I'll jump right in. Uh, John is climbing the steps to Bran's room. He's trying not to think that it might be the last time he ever sees him. He's fearful to enter, and he takes courage in Ghost's comforting presence beside him. He sees Lady Stark, and he, you know, he's kind of shocked at the way she looks. He knows she's kind of had this collapse, and she's sitting beside Bran, looking worn. Uh, she spent the last fortnight tending to him. They hear Bran's direwolf howl from outside below, and when Catelyn notices John, she asks him pretty flatly, she's not happy, about um, you know, why he's there. Um, he tells her to say goodbye, and she's pretty much just like, okay, you've done that, you gotta leave, or I'm gonna call the guards. John's pretty angry, um, and usually, you know, he sort of internally thinks that, you know, usually I'd be scared and I'd run away crying at this point, but he tells her, you know, stands up for himself and tells her she can't stop him from seeing Bran, that's his brother, and um, she remains silent as he approaches, they've kind of got the bed between them, and he's noticing, kind of taking in how much Bran has changed, and is pretty frail and near death. Um, John begins to cry as he talks to Bran, apologizing for being too afraid um, to come before. Um, he's telling him that he must not die, that they're all waiting for him to wake up. Um, he wipes away t- his tears and he lightly kisses, um, kisses Bran. And I'll read this next part. Um, I just wanted him to stay here with me, Lady Stark said softly. John watched her wary. She was not even looking at him. She was talking to him. But for a part of her, it was as though he were not in the room. I prayed for it, she said dully. He was my special boy. I went to the sept and prayed seven times to the seven faces of God that Ned would change his mind and leave him here with me. Sometimes prayers are answered. John did not know what to say. It wasn't your fault, he managed after an awkward silence. Her eyes found him. They were full of poison. I need none of your absolution, bastard. John lowered his eyes. She was cradling one of Bran's hands. He took the other, squeezed it, fingers like the bones of birds. Goodbye, he said. He was at the door when she called out to him. John, she said. He should have kept going, but but she had never called him by by his name before. He turned to find her looking at his face, as if she were seeing it for the first time. Yes, he said. It should have been you, she told him. Then she turned back to Bran and began to weep, her whole body shaking with sobs. John had never seen her cry before. It was a long walk down to the yard. This scene well, is like a bit of a revelation for me because I, I kept thinking about that um, scene in the show where she's like um, creating that, I don't know, like dream catcher, uh, Wiccan. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that <laughs> yeah. thing she was making. And it's like, where is this coming from? Like that she's because she could never 
I don't know, learn to love John. And I feel like they kind of almost pulled this piece about her um, praying to the seven that Ned would change his mind and let her keep Bran. And like, she's kind of blaming herself. Like, I feel like they kind of, I, I saw like similarities. It's definitely more, I mean, it's funny because like, this is certainly the, these are like the three chat, like the three paragraphs or whatever that make, you know, a lot of the fandom really hate Kat. And I mean, she is like, you know, genuinely pretty horrible in there. Yeah, she's hate here. <laughs> but I think like what you're describing is a lot more interesting though, too. And it fits more, I think, with like Martin's themes like that, you know, be careful what you wish for. Ha ha. Um, yeah, I think that was interesting. And actually, you know, I think, I mean, no matter whether you're a parent or not, I think there's all been things that we've kind of, you know, whether you're praying or you're not religious and you're just hoping something happens and then something does happen, but it's horrible and it's sort of sort of tied to it. You you know, I don't know if it's just a human nature or sort of superstitious thing, but, you know, your brain can go there. So, I mean, I definitely felt sympathy, um, you know, for that. I mean, that's horrible. That's that's and you would think that somebody could that's where your brain would go if you're grieving. Like, oh, I shouldn't, you know, I'm responsible. You're trying to look for someone to blame and you're blaming yourself and guilt. And, you know, it's not logical, but I could definitely feel for her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I, we all put ourselves at the center, you know, we all put ourselves at the center of the universe in yeah. that way, you know? Yeah. Like the guy. <laughs> so we're recording this on the day of the um, NFL playoff champ, like the championship games. And there was a little story on before about some guy who's apparently been at the can he's been at all of the Kansas City Chiefs um, home games that in the playoffs that they've lost, and so they were way down in the last game they played. And he took a video of him, of himself saying he was leaving, and then as soon as they left, they had a huge comeback and won. Oh my god! <laughs> I, saw, I saw an interview with him today where he was like in the parking lot, and he's like, "Oh no, this bar like paid for like him to have a party, so he won't be there." <laughs> Thing where like however you know however it's like some huge you know huge event or like some small thing that like urge of all of us to like think that we actually have a part and you know our words or our prayers or our presence like have anything to do with it which of course they don't but i mean it, again it's like it's absolutely human nature do. oh god <laughs> um anytime i read this partic- these particular passages here with John and Kat, I just can't help but think, why couldn't Ned just tell her? Like, at some point, after they had been married for so long, because we see how, you know, they talk about how their marriage, like, they had to grow to love each other and all that. And so once they got to that point where he could love and trust her the way he does now, why not just tell her? You and know, just, I, I used to think the same thing, Devin. Like, you know, why doesn't he just tell her? But I don't, you know, when you read his final chapters, when he's talking about the fact that he thinks Kat would have pushed a kid out a window to save her own kids. I think he says that because of John. And oh. I think, yeah, I think, think he never, would have revealed. he never did think he could trust her. Because oh. a lot of it. <laughs> what do you say, like, and I guess at of... some point it was probably just too late anyway. Like he was probably that too. too old and like the damage had probably already been done by that point. Did anyway. you think she would have revealed him just to, to avoid any damage to her family? Well, I, I, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. If she would like, came to show yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah. if someone else had discovered, would she throw John under a bus? Yeah. That's what Ned thinks. Is that, yes, she would. And I mean, I, I think he's right. Of, I also sort of think, though, that what we expect Cat to be to John was not like yeah. no woman, no woman of her stature in Westeros would ever be asked to 
to be, you know, John's stepmom per se. Like, it's just not something that was ever done. So even if she knew who John was, it doesn't, like, there's no sense of, oh, well, then she'd be super nice. You know, oh, she'd be nicer to him. Because it like, would... there's not, yeah, like, yeah. that just doesn't. Because that's I mean, still a stain on her. It's a shame right, on her. I mean, yeah, because yeah, it wouldn't be public or, or anything. Yeah, true. You know? Yeah. Or maybe it's just even to give her the plausible deniability if it did come out. You know, she would be able to convincingly say, you know, she had no idea. Oh, that's true, too. Yeah. I don't uh, and, then I, and I'm sure it didn't help that he didn't say, like, you know, in any relationship, I mean, it sounds like he pretty much just, this is this is what's going on, and he didn't tell her anything. So that's even worse. Like, you'd at least want to talk about, okay, well, I didn't love them or did, you know what I mean? You need, I think, as a person, right, and by like details, saying nothing, he, he makes her think that this was like the, the love, love of his oh, life, yeah. you know? Oh, God, it's horrible. There's also like the real pragmatic, um, you know, uh, part of her mind where uh, Catelyn would have to consider John as being a uh, contender for claim. Uh And um, we did have a mail from Richard from Twitter, um, which related to our Catelyn episode, but I think it kind of ties in nicely with what we're discussing. Um, So he says, in chapter six of the Game of Thrones, Catelyn tells us the victory must be won for her children's sake, and John's children might contest her grandchildren for Winterfell. Later in Clash, she tells us when it is suggested that fear of a bastard claim might be a motive. She responds, a bastard's claim? No, it's something else. And then there's a lot more about the possibility that Catelyn fears she is Elizabeth Woodville to Ashara Dane as Eleanor Talbot. Now, like, my uh, British history is not the greatest. So a little bit of context. Um, I mean, Elizabeth Woodville, like, super duper one. I mean, <laughs> and like her entire family. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think I think when it comes to Cat and John, you, <laughs> She might have legitimate reasons to be upset, yes. I mean, like, you know, a little bit of a fear of bastards. But, I mean, she's got five legitimate kids. Um, as it stands at the point where she's this vindictive against John, it's kind of silly for her to be worried about him somehow claiming Winterfell. Um, it's It's a lot more, I think, an excuse in her mind for what is clearly a very embarrassing and uncomfortable situation for her, which is having John at Winterfell. Um, Do we she, know that she John can't is... outright take it out on Ned? So John, she could, her. but she doesn't. Well, she could. Yeah, she could choose and doesn't. Do we know if John is older than Rob? I mean, I kind of assume that he is, just given you know the the timing of the war and everything. So you know, he if John was legitimate, he would be the heir. Is that you know is that the case that we're supposed to assume? I've always assumed that John was older, but I had somebody yeah, really same. fight me on that in a post on Tumblr one time, and I have never really dug into it very far, which is because obviously Liana and <laughs> Rhaegar were banging long before Ned and Kat were banging. I just kind yeah, of assumed I that John, was, John older. was older. I don't know. Okay, so beyond the Cat stuff, which we've taken this John chapter and turned it into a very Cat Which moment, it is. <laughs> but this is so heartbreaking to me for John, like... At the beginning of this chapter when he's like climbing the steps to go see Bran and he's thinking he may never even be in Winterfell again, that it might be the last time he ever climbs those steps. And then he's saying goodbye to his brother who he thinks is going to die. And then on top of that, there's this, you know, fear like he's been afraid to even go see Bran because Kat won't leave his side. I mean, like everything about it is just so heartbreaking. Like poor John. It's weird, though, because it's one of those things, though, that 
to me, um, the brand Rob interaction is what just kills me because they, you know, you know, as a, you know, you know, you're, they're not seeing each other again. And, you know, having gone through the series, I, you know, I have hopes that Bran and John will see each other again. I, I'm pretty sure John's going to be in Winterfell, you know. So it's sort of one of those ones that on a reread, when you know what's going to happen or, you know, you know what to expect, it, it hits a little bit less for me. Yeah, but John doesn't know. I know. <laughs> but I know, and I'm the center of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Just what an awful, up- I mean, I mean, obviously, like, you know, he had kindness from ned and his brothers and sisters but that's just terrible because i just you know the mother figure in your life and cat wasn't at all that for him and it was animosity and just uh, thinking about all the potential horrible scenarios where he's talking about oh you know i would have cried and run away i mean he must have had just countless rejections and oh yeah i mean i you know people here's the thing like i love catlin i love her i i don't have a problem with catlin at all and I completely understand why she has yeah. these feelings about John being in her life that she has. I think it's absolutely wrong that she takes it out on John. This is, this is not John's fault and John right. doesn't deserve and what she tur- does to him. He turned out like, that he seems like pretty decent person after all that is pretty, pretty impressive. You know, he didn't like let it make him too bitter. And it really, yeah. you know, this chapter really ties into that, you know, John doesn't really have a, you know, John doesn't really have an option other than the night's watch. He can't, he, there's absolutely no way he could, he can't change his mind. You know, he is free, but like he can't stay in Winterfell when Ned is going south. Well, no, because Kat decreed that he couldn't. Right. And I mean, like, even if Ned would have said, you know, even if Ned would have overruled her, he couldn't really stay. And it's even worse to be like, yeah. you know, if you just had a different life, like he had been born in a different family and not, but he sees all that, like he sees the potential and he can't have any of it. That's got to be, I mean, he never, I don't know if he ever, I think anybody that would kind of be weird to see and feel like you're not a part of that world. You know, you're there, but not. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we see some of this with Theon too. You yeah. know, I mean, there's oh, very yeah. much an outsider status when you're not a Stark Stark. And um, yeah, obviously it's really hard on him. I mean, you know. You just it, it's laced in there. George is really careful with the way that he laces it in, but it's it's very obvious that John has learned years before that he has to be very careful around Callan, and that's a terrible thing for a child. I mean, John's all of fourteen at this point, you know, I mean, it's and he like, already well, completely knows the ins and outs of it. Like, what was it like when he was, you know, three or four? Oh, gosh, and oh. you know, Sansa's yeah. a little, you know, Sansa's a little baby, and you know, he and Rob are like the same age, and you know they had a mom and he didn't like, that's when it's like, Oh God, how do you even like, how does that even work? Like how awful is that? Cause obviously like they grew up to, you know, Rob and John grew up together. They were close. They're around each other all the time. Yet one of these boys has a mom mm-hmm. and the other doesn't in any way. Yeah. It would be nice if we knew like if someone sort of took him under their wing, you know what I mean? Whether it was like a nurse or a, you know, someone there, a nursemaid or something that. Yeah. You never, <sighs> never hear him ever thinking you know you hear someone fondly yeah yeah i think too, maybe ned. like maybe ned stepped up Just you know ned, yeah. Real, yeah, like yeah. he would be making the observation that you know this kid's kind of getting shafted so yeah i could see him doing that i wonder like how how much of it the siblings saw like i'm uh, sure rob saw of course most of it because he's the oldest because i can't remember if it's in the i know it's in the show when Rob like explicitly asks like how was my mother, you know when it's John yeah, yeah. It's, it's in the yeah. chapter it's okay right next to in the chapter yeah how and was so it? you have to know that Rob like on some level he he's you know he knows how John is treated 
Oh yeah, no, Rob definitely knows. They all know, you know. Yeah. Even Sansa later will talk about how, you know, when she, you know, when she learned that he was a bastard. I mean, like, you know, they all know. They all know that there was a line drawn, and I mean, it's it's really rough. And you know, I, this is this doesn't make Cat a bad person. This doesn't make her evil. This is a bad thing that she did, but yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make her bad. And right. Ned definitely did some bad things too. Um, yeah, right. I mean, it's but this be- this is the thing. Like we said, like this is the thing that people try to hold on to mm-hmm. to yeah. shit yeah. on Cat. Yeah, and I I don't agree with that at all. But I at the same agree. time, yeah. there you have the Cat stands who like try to pretend. <laughs> somehow John should be fine with this and just and it's like mm. no John is the innocent party here John is the literal child and this is pretty terrible yeah. okay. and I'll segue right into that section then um, a light snow has begun to fall uh, John finds Rob in the middle of the wagon shouting commands uh, you know he's sort of admiring and noticing how Rob seemed to have grown you know especially after Kat's collapse and Rob tells him that Uncle Benjamin is looking for John, and he wanted to leave an hour ago, but John confides that, you know, it's it's, it's hard. It's harder than he thought, um, trying to say his goodbyes, and Rob sort of expresses he understands and assures him that Bran isn't going to die. Um, we get the famous, you know, or infamous, Starks are hard to kill, says John in, reso- in response, and... Um, this is exactly that part that Rob senses something is wrong. Like it's, it's great that, you know, they're so close that he can just read it on him. And he asks about his mother kind of implying like, how did she treat you? And John, uh, yet again, it says to his character that he lied to spare, you know, Rob's feelings. You know, he tells him that she was very kind. Like, it's not just, okay, she was okay. He's saying she's very kind, which is such a stretch, but, um, I guess he felt, you know, Rob's relieved. (laughs) They embrace and say their goodbyes. And um, John says he has one more farewell to make. And then we'll stop here and discuss this part before we go on to the next farewell. (laughs) But yeah. I love how John is so, like, John's so witty. And you you forget that until you read the books. And then you remember, like, John is actually kind of witty. Like his, um, you know, it was always my color. And it's just, he's quick, you know. And he's quick and he's so he's so utterly likable at this point you know he's very relatable very likable rob you kind of don't you don't really see rob's personality very much not that we ever really do yeah but and you what you what you do get is you know just like you did with bran that you know john genuinely loves rob and rob genuinely loves john i mean this is a very close brotherly relationship and of course, we see John think back on this moment, you know, with the snow falling and or the snow melting in Rob's hair. Yeah. He thinks back on this, and this, yeah, this is the, also the one that's like very heartbreaking. And, yeah, on look back, um, yeah, it's it's sad. Poor Rob. Um, uh, if we move on to he finds Aria in her room packing her clothes. Uh, Namiria is helping her out by fetching items for her. She's kind of like pointing and we're supposed to assume she's been training her to do this. Um, Namiria yelps in greeting when she smells ghost. Um, Aria jumps and throws her arms around John. Um, she had been afraid he'd left already because she's kind of being punished here. Um, Septimordain had ordered her to repack because apparently she just threw all her clothes in the, you know, she's like, why do they need to be folded anyway? Which, that's kind of my philosophy on, on clothing, but <laughs> <laughs> got to roll them, make room there. Right, roll those clothes. <laughs> and he cheers her up by telling her that he has a present. Um, John tells her to close the door and she warily checks the hall and tells, you know, it's just so cute. She tells Nymeria to stand guard and, 
Her eyes go wide when he reveals the sword. Um, it's a soft gray leather scabbard. It sounds really cool. And a steel has a deep blue sheen. You know, he's like, this is no toy. First lesson. Another famous line. Stick them with the pointy end. Um, he warns her not to tell Mordain or Sansa or they might have it taken away from her and to find someone somehow to practice within King's Landing. Um, and I'll read this little final bit. Um, Suddenly, she looked like she was going to cry. I wish you were coming with us. Different roads sometimes lead to the same castle. Who knows? He was feeling better now. He was not going to let himself be sad. I better go. I'll spend my first year on the wall emptying chamber pots if I keep Uncle Benjen waiting, or Uncle Ben waiting any longer. Arya ran to him for one last hug. Put down the sword first, John warned her, laughing. She set it aside almost shyly and showered him with kisses. When he turned back at the door, she was holding again, trying it for balance. I almost forgot, he told her. All the best swords have names. Like ice, she said. She looked at the blade in her hand. Does it? Does this have a name? Oh, tell me. Can't you guess, John teased, your fairy favorite thing. Arya seemed puzzled at first. Then it came to her. She was that quick. They set it together. Needle. The memory of her laughter warmed him on the long ride north. Um, and then Natasha um, from the JB subreddit had this ties in right here um, a question about John too. What do you think of the parallels between John giving Arya a sword and Jamie giving Bran one? There seem to be a few right down to the close the door that precedes the scene. I only noticed it in my recent reread, and I just wonder whether it's a leftover piece from when George was envisaging a John Arya romance. Gods in parentheses. I think we all feel that way. <laughs> and perhaps sister. <laughs> he could do it. <laughs> and perhaps George changed his mind about the couple he would have fighting the dead with dual swords. Sorry. Or perhaps symbolic of the deep respect both pairs have for each other. Or maybe it's all just a coincidence that we had too long to overanalyze these books. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, that could be a thing. That's a real thing, I think. Yeah. But I mean, I do think, Some I mean, parallels. there probably is something to do with his original outline there, like as much as, as disgusting as that is. <laughs> I mean, you know me, I'm all sword. Yeah, I'm all for Stark Cess wherever I can find it, but I just can't go there oh, with this. Just, oh god. The age difference and oh. I've I've read a fic where they where they're, they end up together and it was so disgusting but so uh, you read it. I thought you were going to say I found so my good. thing. That was good. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I didn't remember or or at least catch it on earlier reads that needle was so pretty though with the oh. blue sheen and everything like oh it's really pretty <laughs> i know it's amazing I, I good just, job so i just love though again like how we have such few passages with them and it's just the bond is so strong and obvious with the way it's been written it's uh, and I really, I don't know, I think because of the way that it's been written, I really, really do believe they're going to find each other again. Mm-hmm. We're going to see these two together again. Oh, yeah. have to. Even Namiria and Ghost, I feel like, will be, you know, reunited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the probably. Different roads lead to the same castles. That I've always held on to that. that yeah. At some point, they yeah. come back together. Well, they have Which to. I think all the remaining Starks will at some mm-hmm. point. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, maybe not Bran, but... You know, oh, all the rest of Bran. Them. The show has made me think that I guess Bran will come out of the tree. Yeah, he's he's gonna go to Winterfell. I yeah, I I think you know, 
and and I think George wants you to feel this, like clearly the strongest of all these bonds is John and Arya. Mm. Um, not just because they they love each other more, but because they really understand each other, I think, the best. And um, well it even has, you know, they look alike. They you know, all yeah. of that too. Which just makes it grosser that George was ever so, going to go so there. So it is like a Cersei Jamie thing. If they're, you oh, know, if they're attracted to each other, you're apparently attracted to people who look just like, like you. God, no. <laughs> I'm really glad that George got some therapy or something in the early 90s. It's really good news for him. <laughs> Does anyone else, like... You know, when, when reading it again, I always think of Benjen as Benjen, but then reading this and you hear him referred to as Ben, Uncle Ben. I'm like, is this like a Spider-Man Star Wars thing where, like, <laughs> every hero has to have an Uncle Ben? <laughs> I thought of that. I had neither. There's so many things, like, he's sort of referenced. It would be funny if that was, like, nobody, you know, nobody knew where that was one of them. I mean, probably. Why, why else would you... Call him Ben and have him be, you know, like your main character's uncle if it's not like that's gonna uncle, die. uncle Ben. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna uncle die. Ben that dies. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uncle Ben. <laughs> <laughs> is that the wild rice too? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Okay. It's rice. It's like this rice. Yes. <laughs> okay. oh, so we all discussion. have an Uncle Ben in a way. <laughs> 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 any last thoughts on this chapter or anything that you know kind of that last part with Arya? I love John. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's what I feel like we're secretly going to we're secretly going to find out like, remember again through the reread is that book John is so lovable. Oh, yes. um, emotional, and, he's got so this inner world. Yep. <laughs> it's just I want to it's kind of a bummer note, but I I do want to just like bring up how the way that it's written of like the state that Brannon was so heartbreaking like i think oh, the show kind of prettied it up a lot where it's just like him lying in these furs and you know he's just looks like he's restful and sleeping mm-hmm. but they describe like how his skin is like so withered away like he's like a dried up leaf and like he's and barely his, hanging on yeah and like yeah. to what the book gives you mm-hmm. and blankets are all twisted because his legs are all twisted and yeah. bizarre angles it's just yeah not more horrible for a cat. I, I didn't mean to leave it on that note, but I just had to. <laughs> I did like the That's use of dried up leaf. I thought that was an interesting oh, way to put it. Away, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like That's a tree. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That took me a minute. <laughs> okay, well. Uh, you can reach us at close the door and at gmail.com on Tumblr at close the door and come here at tumblr.com. Submit questions to the chapter threads in the Jamie Brand subreddit. You can follow us on Twitter at door podcast. Um, please like review, subscribe to us on iTunes, Podbean, Google play, Stitcher, all those places, wherever you listen and please support us on Patreon at close the door. I'm closing the door. Get out. <laughs>